0: Welcome to the Tashina Christian Faith Podcast. Tonight, we're going to talk about what the symbol of the rainbow really means. Um, The world, it has your guys' minds messed up about what the rainbow really means. The rainbow means the covenant between God and Noah in the Bible, And where this is covered is in Genesis chapter 9 verses 13 through 16 and it goes as followed. I set my rainbow in the clouds and it shall be a sign of a covenant between me and the earth. It shall come about when I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow shall be seen in the clouds and I will compassionately remember my covenant which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And never again will the water become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the rainbow is in the clouds and I look at it, I will solemnly remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. So you see in Genesis chapter 9, god is talking to noah he's explaining to noah that yes he destroyed the world the first time with water and that he'll never do it again. And so Noah knows that God's word and promise is true. God told him he'll place a rainbow in the sky. So when you look up in the sky and you see a rainbow, that represents the promise that God made to Noah, that he'll never destroy the world again with water. Now he will destroy the world again with fire when the first seal comes is opened by the blood of the lamb in revelations, but we're not going there today. We're spe- specifically talking about what the rainbow means. The rainbow means the covenant between God and Noah and the world will have you think that the rainbow has something to do with pride month, which you don't, or some kind of clothing line, which you don't. Like the rainbow means none of these worldly things that people try to make the rainbow mean. Okay. The rainbow is God's and Noah, the covenant between God and Noah. And that can be found, like I said, in Genesis chapter nine, verses 13 through 16. I really want to hone in on this because I get tired of this world, placing these views on Christians or people that's trying to come to Christianity. Like we have to accept Pride month, like we have to accept what you think the rainbow means. No, that's what you think the rainbow mean. Don't you find it kind of like just wonderful that you can look up in the sky and know what the rainbow means because the word of God, which is real. Because look, we got a rainbow in the sky and we got the Holy Bible, God's word. That was written, you know, way before our time telling us what the rainbow means. So next time you look up in the sky and you're a non-Christian and you don't understand what a rainbow means or you're a Christian and you're worldly and you're not taking the time to read the word of God and get to know God and you don't know what the rainbow means... Just take this as a reminder. Let me go to Genesis chapter 9 verses 13 through 16 because it explains what the rainbow means. And the rainbow is between God and Noah, the covenant between God and Noah where God made a promise to Noah within the Bible that he'll never destroy the world again with water with water now he never said he wasn't going to destroy the world he just said with water so God's word is true God is faithful and I just want people to know that because like I said I get irritated in this world as a Christian because I know this place isn't my home my resident is in heaven and I get irritated with people the rainbow this and the rainbow that the rainbow ain't got nothing to do with all this sinful stuff that y'all are pushing on the world just stop it because it's just it's ridiculous okay it, the rainbow has to do with God and Noah. So the rainbow symbol, people, y'all world can't have it unless you pushing it about the covenant between God and Noah. Okay, if you ain't pushing the rainbow any kind of way, the rainbow ain't chose to have. It's my heavenly father's and it belongs to Noah, which I will meet when I get up in heaven. Hey, Anyways, so the next um, Bible verse... That I want to bring up tonight to you guys that get misconstrued so many times is horrible. People, Christians misuse this Bible verse. Uh, rainbow people that aren't about the worldly rainbow. That's not about that that covenant between God and Noah kind of rainbow. The only kind of rainbow. Um, y'all misconstrue this too because y'all just love to take Bible verses out of context. Some, not all, like to take the Bible out of context to fit your sinful lifestyle. Jesus don't like sin, and neither do I. He also doesn't like it when his children do it. So that's why he places the Holy Spirit within us to guide us to the kingdom each day to teach us about the word of God and to tell us to repent when we do wrong. So you guys love to take this Bible verse out of context, but we're going to go on today. We're on to John chapter 3 verses 16 through 21, but y'all love y'all cherry pickers, cherry pickers, worldly Christians that don't want to take the time to understand God and his characteristics. God is mercy. God is love. God is just. God is Faithful God, there's so many things about our Heavenly Father that you need to find out in the Bible. Everybody loves to focus on God is love. He loves us. Yeah, He loves you, but He don't like sin. Y'all always trying to take John 3.16 out of context and you need to quit. We're going John chapter 3, verse 16, verses 16 through 21. 16 through 21 to teach you what it really means. Because when you're taking stuff out of context to fit your lifestyle, you're pressing John 3.16 like he loves all sin. No, God loves you as a person but not your sin, okay? God loves you as a person but not your sin. Christians, when you explain John 3:16, push on to John 3:16 through 21 and specify that God God loves them But not the sin. People love to put words in certain Christians' mouths. Talk about, oh, your God is love and he's not for it. Yeah, he love you. He love you, but he don't like sin. So here we go in John chapter 3, verses 16 through 21. For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave his one and only begotten son so that whoever believes and trusts in him as savior shall not perish but have eternal life. And then y'all stop there because I guess that just fits your profile to let you... Think that your sinful lifestyle is okay, and it's not. And y'all get mad at us Christians for telling. I'm going in. Yup. Y'all get mad at us Christians for telling the truth, and then you want to throw John three sixteen at us, talking about, oh well, God is love. He gave His only Son for the whole world, not to condemn it, but to love it. Uh huh. Uh huh. But did you decided to read past John three sixteen and go to twenty one? Nope. So that's what we're gonna do today. We're gonna whip and school y'all into shape to know what this really means. He don't like. We don't hate anybody on this earth. Well, you're not supposed to, Christians. And if you do, you need to repent and take that to the cross and know that God forgave you for all your sins. So you need to forgive everybody and not hold any grudges toward people. Because I've been through some some really hellish stuff in my life lately. But do I hate any of them people that did it to me? Nope. Love them to this day. But do I like their sin? Nope, I don't. And that's just a, me giving my testimony about how we should forgive and not push sinful ways As an agenda in the Bible over what it really means. John 3.16, yes, God loves us and he gave his only son for the world of sin. He gave his son up because his son was the only sinless man that walked this earth before he... Went to heaven and and he died on the cross for the whole world's sins. We all know that. And then he came back to life. Resurrection. Come on now. Get up in this word. So John 3, 16, verses 21. We're going to start again. For God so greatly loved and dearly uh, prized the world that he... Even gave his one and only begotten son so that whoever believes and trusts in him as savior shall not perish, but have eternal life for God did not send the son into the world to judge and condemn the world. That is to initiate the final judgment of the world but that the world might be saved through him. Saved through him. That's 17 specifying. If you move on, you would have learned that people, instead of misconstruing John chapter three, verse 16, saved through him, meaning Jesus is the savior. On to 18. Whoever believes and has decided to trust in him as personal savior and Lord is not judged for this one. There is no judgment, nor rejection, no condemnation for those who trust in Jesus, my commentary, But the one who does not believe and has decided to reject him as personal savior and Lord is judged already. That one has been convicted, sentenced because he has not believed and trusted in the name of the one and only begotten son of God. The one who is truly unique. The one of his kind. And the one of his kind, the one who alone can save him. This is the judgment that is the cause of indictment the test by which people are judged, the basis of the sentence. The light has come into the world and people love the darkness rather than the light for their deeds were evil. For every wrongdoer hates the light and does not come to the light, but shrinks from it for fear that his sinful worthless activities will be exposed and condemned. But whoever practices truth and does what, is right morally, ethically, spiritually comes to the light so that his works may be plainly shown to be what they are accomplished in God, divinely prompt, done with God's help and dependence on him. So you see, as you read on, it specifies that people that come to the light wants the truth, okay? They want the truth. They don't come to the light and stay in a sinful way of thought. They don't come to the light and they're like, okay, I'm all for this sin in my life. They don't come to the light and say, okay, well, because God is the light, okay? His Holy Spirit's the light that lives within you when you accept Jesus Christ as your savior. So if you're coming to Christ, you're accepting that you're a sinner and you need a redeemer, as I preached in the last podcast, okay? So those who don't come to the light, the light, the Holy Spirit, you are rejecting Christ. That means that you don't want the light. You can't come to the light of God and still live in a sinful lifestyle and think that God's gonna accept you in that sinful lifestyle, he didn't make you that way. That sin that made you that way, and I taught you that in Genesis chapter three when I broke down the fall of man. I I messed up in Genesis chapter three in my last episode because I said there was nineteen. Um, verses when there's really 24 But hey I, I told y'all to read And read on but The fall of man is why sin Has entered into this world Sin has got y'all minds messed up To think if you think that John 3 16 means that God so loved the world that God Is love and all this hippie type Whatever type stuff that you guys Are trying to push some not all And this is sad that some Christians Agree with this they'll be all like Oh well you know I have people that have all this sin in their life, you know, all pride this and pride that in my family. And I love them and I support them. You can love and support them, but you don't have to support their sin. So I get tired when I hear people with this hidden agenda, too afraid to speak out on controversial topics about our father. God is love. God so loved the world that he gave his son, what to, to, to be into this world, to save us from sin. He was the only sinless man that walked this earth, people. So even in John chapter 3, verse 20, it specifies, for every wrongdoer hates the light. People offer many excuses for not accepting Christ. Some cite the presence of hypocrites in the church. Others claim inability to believe some of the truth about Christ or the gospel. These are merely attempts to conceal a heart in rebellion against God. The ultimate reason people do not come to Christ is that they do not want to. So that's the notes in the Amplified Bible breaking down. John chapter three, verse 20. I really wanted to hone in on John chapter three, verse 20, because if you guys that are all pushing God is love, 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 God is just, God is love, God is grace, God is many, many characteristics, God is faithful, God is true, you know what I'm saying? Go dive deeper in the Bible and learn about God's characteristics. Everybody in this world is not all focused on God's love, but some of y'all are focused that God is love it's not that he's not love he is love he loves you as a person not the sin so you can't come after reading John three sixteen verses 16 through 21 and hit me with God is love and still stay in your sin when it specifically says In verse 20, which I'm going to go to again, John chapter 3, verse 20, For every wrongdoer hates the light and does not come to the light, but shrinks from it for fear that his sinful, worthless activities will be exposed and condemned. So you can't tell me that you're coming to the light and still living in darkness. So... My To all these people that's pushing this wrong agenda about the rainbow, pushing this wrong agenda that God so loved the world, he's love, he accepts my sinful lifestyle wrong. eh, No, he don't. It says it right here in verse 20. John chapter 3, verse 20. Hone in on that when you go cross-reference me because I know you do. For God, for every wrongdoer hates the light and does not come to the light but shrinks from it for fear that his sinful worthless activities will be exposed and condemned. So if you are trying to come to Jesus Christ and you're still living a sinful lifestyle, you cannot say that you're saved because you're not, okay? And if you are, you're grieving the Holy Spirit to I don't know what and you need to give it to the cross. There is no way you can tell me I will not believe not one person on this earth that say that they have come to the light and truly gotten God's spirit and still live in a sinful lifestyle. Any sin because you struggle each day. Yeah, you can glorify it on your platform. Like you just live in like I got saved, but... I'm still in a bar like I got saved, but I can still live this sinful lifestyle and just go out and party and and twerk and do all this other stuff. No, 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 no. That's not God. You know that and I know that. So I get tired of people pushing this whole sin, sin, sin like you can be sin and still come to the light. When you come to the light, God's Holy Spirit clears you up. Okay. Ephesians chapter two, verse 10 tells you that. You know, go, go look it up. You become a new person when you become to the light. You come how you are, but you don't leave the same. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 tells you that. For we are his masterpiece, created new in Christ Jesus. So the good things he planned for us long ago would be our way of life. For we are, and and this is Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. For we are his masterpiece. We are created, created new in Christ Jesus. You are created new when you become to Jesus Christ. So there's no way... That you can go around cherry-picking through the Bible, you cherry-pickers, non-believers that don't want Christ, that reject Christ, and talk about, oh, God is love and just God loves everybody. He does love everybody, but stop holding on to that verse like it's the last. Go on and read on to John chapter 3, verses. 6. Uh, John chapter 3, 16 through 21 and let it school you that evildoers and wrongdoers don't come to the light because they don't want to accept Christ. That's all I'm saying. Don't be fooled by what the rainbow means. So we're going to do a little rough rundown. Don't be fooled by what the rainbow means. The rainbow means the covenant between God and Noah. That's what the rainbow means, okay? It's not oh pride this, clothing line this, so I can get a discount on this. Eh, That ain't what the rainbow means. That's what the world wants to press on you. Don't be scared to speak up christians even if you do got gay people in your family you can support them as a loved one the person but you ain't gotta support the sin (laughs) because i don't and if you're wondering where i stand on the topic here you go drop (laughs) right in your lap say it to your face too. don't care and all these christians that want to backpedal and talk about oh i don't care with the christian community um care it says about me uh yeah you do yeah you do that's just a cop out and all you worldly christians that don't want to pick up the word and be like god is love our god loves everybody yeah, he love everybody but like i said he's just he's faithful he's mercy he's grace he's all these other things so you guys really need to stop pushing john 3 16 like it's just one of those verses that agree with your sinful lifestyle okay and we don't harp on just the Pride month, sinful way of life. Okay, sin is sin. You stealing, it's a sin. You a murderer, it's a sin. You a liar, it's a sin. Any sin in this world, God don't like. So stop putting words, some of y'all non believers, even some of y'all Christians that's worldly. How to work though? How to work though? Grieving the Holy Spirit, I don't understand. Stop stop pushing that on Christians like, oh, well, y'all hate us and da-da-da-da. No, 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 no. We love you as a person. We just don't accept the lifestyle, okay? So, you don't know the word if you are pushing John 3:16 like it's some kind of hippie type love. Like, you know, he just accept everything. No, he don't. Because if you read on in John chapter 3 verses 16 through 21, you are gonna get it today that evildoers don't come to the light because they don't accept Christ they don't want to accept the truth to accept Christ is to accept the truth about yourself and it is hard as hell people I when I came to Christ I had to accept truth about myself how I was as a person it was hard for me to swallow the type of person I was before I came to Christ because it wasn't a good person at all I will never drop the type of person I used to be it was horrible and he changed me okay Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 what I dropped earlier So all I'm saying is don't let this world push what the rainbow don't mean. You know what I'm saying? Let the world push their negative agendas, but read the word so you can know what the truth is. You do not have to accept what the world says the rainbow should be. The rainbow is in Genesis chapter 9. You know what I'm saying? Go through that and it'll teach you about the covenant between God and Noah. The first time God destroyed the world with water and he told Noah he'll never hurt all flesh again. He, he said that. And so when you look up in the sky, I'm just doing a rundown on my podcast so, you, you know, educating y'all. So when you look up in the sky and you see a rainbow, think of God and Noah, okay? Think of the love that God loved Noah so much. Then he said, okay, I'm not going to destroy the world ever again with water. Okay, so I'm not going to do that. So my my covenant between you, Noah, and me, I'm going to put a rainbow up in the sky. So every time you look up and you see that rainbow, Noah, you'll know it's my covenant with you. That is God promises to Noah that he'll never destroy the world again with water. And so I really just want you guys to know this because the world has your mind messed up. And a lot of you guys just take what the world feeds you and you run with it. And you do not have to be this way. And you do not have to accept the things that the world push on you. See, this is why it's important. I say it again in almost every podcast I want to say at this point. It's important to stay in the word of God because the word of God, it renews your mind. Even when you think it's not working, because sometimes I'll even read the word. I've like this morning, I read Matthew 14 because God has something to say to me about Peter, you know, not keeping his eye on Jesus. And so he was like, when you lose sight of your savior and you lose sight of the word then you lose the sight of what where God's will is pushing you. That's why it's important to stay in the word because if you don't stay in the word, even as a Christian, you'll start to accept the garbage that the world is pushing on you. We don't have to accept the garbage that the world is pushing on us. Yes, we live here. Yes, we have to be here spreading the gospel when the Holy Spirit tells us not just doing it in your own flesh because it never turns out right when you do that but we have to live by God's word and to live by God's word is to read God's word, to learn God's word and apply it to our life. So if you're not reading God's word as a new Christian, baby Christian, veteran Christian, and whatever Christian you want to call yourself when really you're just a Jesus Christ follower and a Christian, you are missing out. You are not learning. You're not able to teach other people because you're spiritually stagnant. So don't be spiritually stagnant out here thinking that the rainbow means pride. The rainbow is the covenant between God and Noah. It has nothing to do with Pride Month. It has nothing to do with, like, clothing line pushing the rainbow. Y'all can't, uh -uh, uh-uh, y'all can't have that. That's to my Heavenly Father, Jesus Christ, okay? So don't get mad at me for telling the truth. Don't get mad at me and say that I hate you when I don't. Half y'all don't even know. But I thank you for listening, though. Y'all cool. Thank you for the listening. I love that. The support that you guys are giving is fabulous, and I... I thank you for that. If I haven't thanked you, I'm thanking you now in this podcast. But I really just want you guys to know that you do not have to accept what the world pushes on you. You need to get up in God's word and just learn for yourself. Because the more you are in God's word, the more it will renew your mind and you'll truly understand how this world is corrupt. How this world is sin. How we were born into sin by the fall of man. Genesis chapter 3. Go read it it'll help you but but i will say this if you are thinking about coming to christianity you need to ask god for the gift of the holy spirit and you can do that by god, by going to romans chapter 10 verses 9 through 11 and just accept jesus as lord and savior and confess with your mouth that jesus is lord and savior and let him lead your life get gifted that holy spirit so you can understand the views that the the views that the world pushes on you ain't true so you know that's all I really want you to know the rainbow's guys it's not the world's y'all can't have it it belongs to us Christians the true Christians the Jesus Christ followers with the gift of the Holy Spirit I'm out